And now we'll have the uh, message for the kids. People from far away came to the city of Jerusalem to celebrate a Jewish harvest festival. Jesus' followers were gathered together when all of a sudden, a sound came from heaven. It was like a strong rushing wind and it filled the whole house where Jesus' followers were staying. Then, tongues appeared like flames of fire and they rested on each of the disciples. The disciples were filled with the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit gave them each the ability to speak in languages they had never spoken before. Now, Jews who had come from every nation were in the city. They heard the sounds of the disciples and they gathered in a crowd. They were confused because they each heard the disciples' voices in their own languages. The listeners were amazed. Aren't these men from Galilee? How are they speaking our language? They wondered. Jesus' friends were telling people of all languages about the magnificent things God had done. How could these men speak so many languages? But some of the hearers doubted and made fun of them, saying, they've just had too much wine. God kept his promise to send the Holy Spirit. With the Holy Spirit's help, Jesus' disciples could begin their work to share the gospel with the entire world. God gives the Holy Spirit to everyone who trusts in Jesus as Lord and Savior. Very good. So we're talking about Pentecost today. And I kind of had this thought as I was writing the sermon for this week, and it was about kids. Have you ever noticed that kids will just get so excited over the smallest and most trivial things in the world? They'll just lose their minds with joy over like a lollipop or some quarter they find on the ground. It makes their whole day. And there's actually a French phrase that sort of encapsulates this idea. It's called joie de vivre. Joie de vivre. And that translates into English as exuberant excitement about life. Just you're so happy to even be alive. And I think young kids are maybe the only part of the American population that really lives out this idea very well, this joie de vivre. Think about when you were a kid. What were some of the things that maybe got you really excited when you were young that now you look at and you just kind of scoff at and you're like, really? You know, a lollipop or a dollar bill or, or something like that. We all used to have this, this sort of joie de vivre. And I recently had an experience that reminded me of this phenomenon when I was doing preschool car line a few weeks ago at St. Luke's. It was a Thursday morning in early part of December, and I was out there taking the kids into the school, right? And a few minutes in, this little girl gets out of the car, and she looks at me, and she said, I had a toy in the car today. And I was like, yes, I love this energy. Good way to start the day. I'm on board. And then I I guess I didn't give her enough credit because she had some reasoning for this statement. It wasn't just an exclamatory remark. She follows it up with, and toys are good because you could play with them. I was like, amen, sister. Amen. So good. I love seeing that, that excitement about a toy. car and he has a single piece of white copier paper. Nothing special about it, nothing drawn on it, hasn't been folded in any special way, but he gets out of the car, he's holding this piece of paper, he looks me up and down as if to judge if I'm somebody who would be excited about the news he's about to say, 
And then I guess he decided I was because he goes, I have a sheet of paper. And I was like, I love this so much. They were, he was so excited about his single piece of white copier paper. And he was so happy to tell me about it. And then a third experience. The same day, this little girl grabs my hand. She looks up at me and she says, my mom, you got out our Christmas tree last night. And that makes me really happy. That makes me really happy. It's so beautiful to see the excitement of little children over the smallest things in the world. But I think as adults, we've kind of lost this joie de vivre, this exuberant excitement about life, haven't we? We get sucked into the vortex of our careers, our jobs, 24-hour political news that's just always negative, social media, and constant and unending entertainment at our fingertips all the time, never a moment of peace. We start to be affected by these things. We get anxiety and depression. And these things, they get in the way of the joy that we have been given as Christians, the true joy that we have. We forget that we have also been given something worth exuberantly proclaiming to the whole world. The story of Jesus and what he's done for us is so much greater than, than a piece of paper or a Christmas tree or even a toy to play with in the car. It's news that changes our lives and, and we should be excited about it. It should set our hearts on fire and it should give us the joie de vivre that our kids show so much better than we do. But we get stuck in the context of our own story, don't we? We all have unique challenges that we face every day, burdens that only we know and carry, guilt that resides within our hearts alone from past sins and, and failures. We all have unique anxieties and pressures that only fit our situation. We all have these things and we all live with them every single day of our lives. But when we take a look at the Pentecost story, you start to realize that the disciples look a lot like us. They have a lot of unique challenges, pressures, anxieties, and fears that fit their context. We're going to see how we fit into that story. So the disciples, they're locked in this upper room in Jerusalem, anxiously awaiting the helper that Jesus promised he would send them. He says, I'll send you this helper, just wait. And this helper is named the Holy Spirit. Think about what must have been going through the disciples' minds as they were waiting in that upper room. Their friend, leader, and mentor, Jesus, had just been murdered 43 days before. And then three days after that, he rose from the dead. And then 40 days after that, he just kind of vanished up into the clouds after giving them a huge job, job to do. They used to be able to provide for themselves. They used to have jobs like fishermen or tax collector. But Jesus said, you're not going to do that anymore. So they've lost their, their means of creating wealth for themselves, their means of providing for themselves. They've been given this huge job with little instruction on how to do it, to go into the world and make disciples of all the nations. And they've also, uh, they're, they're under threat constantly of being murdered or imprisoned by both the Romans and the Jews because they follow Jesus Christ. They have no guidebook on what to do, and they have very little hope on where they should be going or, or help on what to do. And they, they wait for the Holy Spirit. So they have all these fears and burdens. Fears like, will I be thrown in jail today? Will I be murdered today? Burdens like, I need to travel the world and spread God's message. 
Anxieties like being given a huge important job with little instruction on how to do it. I think we've all had that one, right? Maybe not the murder and imprisonment, but we've all been given a huge job and not been told how to do it. And that causes anxiety. That, that, it causes anxiety in me at least. So they hide in the upper room and they lock themselves in. And they keep the joy of Christ's message all to themselves because of their fears, their anxieties, their trepidations, and their guilt. And then suddenly the Holy Spirit breaks into the room in the form of a loud wind, and tongues of fire appear on their heads. And all of the disciples are filled with courage and the word of God in every language. And they joyously proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ to everyone who's in Jerusalem. And every person from around the Jewish world hears the story of Jesus in their own language. The Holy Spirit equipped the disciples with everything that they needed to share the message of Jesus. He even gave them tongues to speak in every language. And they got back their joie de vivre. They got back their exuberant excitement about life because nothing is more exciting than Christ's saving work for us on our behalf. His resurrection from the dead, which means that we are saved eternally in both body and soul and that we have a hope that is so much greater than our fears and anxieties and burdens. And the Holy Spirit does the same thing for you guys. Every day he does the same thing for you that he did for the disciples He equips you with the unique timing, talents, wording, and relationships to spread the message of Jesus. And it is by his work alone that we are able to overcome those fears that grip us, the burdens that weigh us down, and the anxieties that leave us helpless to spread God's word. We are but vessels, guys. It is the Holy Spirit who calls people out of darkness and into the light of Christ. It is he who has gathered us here together to worship our one true king, Jesus Christ. It is he who enlightens us with the words and actions that we're supposed to take to spread his message. And it is the Holy Spirit alone, (coughs) sorry, who gives us the right works to do to show our faith, the good works that show how Jesus has changed our lives. If you have felt guilty or ashamed by your fears or inability to share the gospel message of Jesus in the past, take heart and know that it is not you who does the saving work. The Holy Spirit creates faith by using us in other people's lives. We are merely his tools and his vessels to work through. And know that Christ's death and his resurrection has overcome all of our past failures. It has overcome all of our fears, all of our burdens, all of our anxieties. His promise of eternal life and his own resurrection from the dead have achieved for us a resurrection and a perfect eternal life one day in the new creation. And the Holy Spirit is calling you to spread that word about Jesus And you are uniquely called and equipped by the Holy Spirit to do this job. You can, with an exuberance for life in Christ, share the message that he has put on your heart. And remember, he can use anybody, even a child at Carline. Amen.